We gonna make that a household thing. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Trash Talk Radio. Coming at you live on MP3 from high on a hill above beautiful Lake Washington. My name is Lestro, and with me, as always, is the guru. Yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And you know how this goes. We're here to talk a little trash on the week's worth of sports. I don't know anybody except the guru, and the guru knows all. Man, I know a little something something, man. Just a little something, man. Guru, it is episode number 44, and we are excited this week because NFL training camps are starting, and it's finally check season in the NFL. Get that check, fellas. We're going to talk about who got paid, who didn't, and, uh, and who's next. Matthews and Gurley got theirs, but who's still holding out? Who gets the check next? Is it Le'Veon? Is it Odell? Is it Julio? Or is it the best player in football, Aaron Donald? Then, you know we're still talking the NBA offseason. This time, we've got the boys from On Court, Off Court with us all the way from London, England. We're going to talk about the entire offseason, the big moves, the trades, the expectations. We're going to talk about the sneakers, the contracts, everything. You better eat that English muffin, baby. The guru got that English muffin going on. I love the breakfast theme, guru. Plus, this time in segment two, we've got Guru's top five wide receivers as the countdown to kickoff continues. It's the Lamborghinis of football, baby. It's all this skill and pretty players. Then, the two-minute drill. And, of course, we've got game time. Guru, Trash Talk, Attack Talk Radio, episode number 44. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Man, you think I'd be better at that after 44 of these? Hey, man, you, hey, I got a question for you, What's man. that, man? Who's our 44th president, man? 44th president? Who's Mr. The... Barack Obama. Oh, you already know that, and that was just off the D-O-M-E. <laughs> <laughs> so, Guru, my man, as always, it is good to see you. Good to be here with you. How you doing, brother? Man, I'm living the dream, man. Living the dream. Don't you pinch me, man. Do you have a good week? Obviously, obviously, obviously. Always. Yeah, man. I, I think I might be in the doghouse. Maybe I'm not. I don't. I'm not sure. I'll figure that out after the show. Hard to tell. We'll figure it out yeah, later. I'll figure it out after the show. So that's gonna dictate how good my week is. You know. Spoiler alert. That means you're in the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> I had a pretty good week myself, man. I had to go out and take some family portraits with the wife and the oh. baby. I'm not I'm not into that, but he's so cute that we have no choice. Dude, yeah, you are into it. Since Lester became a daddy, man, that's all I see on the weekends, man. This, he's the only reason why Sears is still in business, man. He's the <laughs> only reason why Sears is still. Sears, send us your last check, baby. We'll take that. <laughs> That family portrait, man. Well, Guru, we uh, we are at a bit of a time crunch today, so let's just get right into it. We're going to talk about the NBA with the guys in a bit, but I want to start talking to you because training camps have opened. The Hall of Fame game is this Thursday. Mm -hmm. It is check season in the NFL, man. It is that check season, man. Finally, it seemed like this whole check season for basketball, uh, people getting check season for uh, baseball, everybody's getting check season. Now, doing training camp is the beginning of the NFL's 
Check season, baby. Now, what we're seeing is we're seeing guys threatening to hold out and holding out in order to get these checks. It's worked for some. It's not working for others. Guru, talk to me a little bit. How do you think about these ones that are coming down? Jake Matthews got paid. Todd Gurley got paid. Yes. And you know what? The funny thing about, again, the check season in the NFL, uh, it basically it's a domino effect. Uh, because every player that is looking at that predominant player, like, for instance, Le'Veon Bell was definitely looking at Todd Gurley 45 mil guarantee in that bank. Guaranteed. So Le'Veon is like, wowzers. And Le'Veon also saw that young boy, Shaquan Barkley, got that 31 guaranteed check. Guaranteed. So Le'Veon is like, oh, yeah. Oh, this I'm going to break the bank off this one. So he's like, I know what I'm doing. I know. Because you know Le'Veon got to get more than 45. Has to. Just the fact that he's next in line in those top tiers as far as running back. So, uh, you know I love Le'Veon. I have him as my third-ranked running back yeah. for, for my list. And I have Todd Gurley as my number, number two, two running remember. back. And he's got paid. He got paid. He got paid. Got his. Uh, but he deserves it. And I don't know what Pittsburgh is doing over there. Pittsburgh Steelers, Mike Tomlin. Why are you guys not giving one of the best running back for the last three years in the league, one of the best, if not the best in the league, that money? I don't get it. He performed. He did it. Get this man his check, Lestro. Yeah, I hear you. It's a, The problem right now is, though, in football, the in, especially running backs, is that the careers are so shortened with injury that they're just playing it right now. They're playing uh, Bell. They're playing everybody. They're going to try and get everything they can out of him and let him go somewhere else to Before get the big get, check. And you know what? Bell is like, no, I'm a businessman. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Audi, I perform my check. Obviously, yeah, totally. I perform. He has total more yards than uh, Todd Gurley career-wise. Even if you put those two years combined with Todd Gurley's years, uh, 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 Le'Veon has those numbers. And his teams have been winning. They've been going to the playoff. He's been an integral part. There is no reason why Todd Gurley should get that check before Le'Veon. Before Le'Veon. That's no, exactly that If I'm Le'Veon, I will be upset as well. Yeah, man. I will be upset as well. Because Todd Gurley had one great season last year, and he got that check. Le'Veon's been having consistent great season, still didn't get that check. So, Pittsburgh, you better – don't play with that, man. I'm holding out, too, if I'm you, uh, Abel. I'm not going to training camp. I don't give that shit. So, so that we got speaking of guys holding out, we got a bunch of guys holding out this year and some big names, guys like uh, like Julio Jones is, is still not reporting to camp this year. Aaron Donald is not reporting to camp for the Rams, and that's the guy you say is the best player in football. Hey, Aaron Donald just sitting back, you know, because he's going to get that. He's gonna he's not going to get the Tyler Lawn. Um, Taylor Lawan check like he did from uh, the O-line, the left tackle for the Tennessee Titans, who's not the highest-paid tackle. Uh, Jake Matthews, my number five-ranked tackles, just ahead of Tyler Lawan. I actually have Tyler Lawan in my number six-ranked um, tackle. We only but, do the top five here. Know, Jake Matthews got his check. Uh, he got $5 million less than Tyler Lawan, but uh, Jake Matthews is going to make that up. He's a little bit younger. Uh, but Aaron Donald? He's trying to get that quarterback check. Yeah, he's looking for that big he's, money. He's getting that Matt Ryan. He's looking for that type of Matt Ryan. Like, hey, man, I have three banks check. You know, <laughs> I got, I got so many like, checks. I need to go to a new got, bank. I gotta, I gotta get three banks, dude. He gonna get an offshore bank account, an onshore <laughs> bank account, an off-court, on-court bank account. <laughs> hey, anything that could take that check inside, baby. Because honestly, Aaron Donald's the baddest. Baddest, baddest football player alive right now. He just dominates the game single-handedly at that nose tackle. He's a he could um, stop the run. He could rush the passer. He just single-handedly 
before a play even starts, just dominate. He's one of a kind. He's already a Hall of Fame caliber. Like, just give these guys money because somebody else will. Somebody else will. And we know the Rams are willing to pay. We saw what they did with Gurley. This is a team that is is loading up, trying to make their run, opening their window. you got to pay Dude, Aaron Donald if you want to make it. that. You guys ain't in L.A., man. Everything we've been seeing, all the checks has been coming out in L.A., it's man. It's the hottest town it's right the, now, man. man. That got to be the most expensive, the most check riding time. Even right. we. Even we did a game last week no. about L.A. Write another check, L.A. Y'all could afford that, man. Get that taxes up there. <laughs> so then the question becomes, who's next? Is it, a, is it a Donald or is it Jones or is it Bell? Who's the next you one know, to get their check and I who think, comes back? I think Odell is going to get that big money. I think he is too, actually. I think Odell played his card right. You know, obviously there's all this riff raff around. But a Odell coming to camp on time, showing up. And from everything I'm reading, uh, especially coming from the attorney of sports, I get all that information. Go check out my man, the attorney. Uh, Don't forget the underscore. Yes, sir. And then Odell is having a great camp. I've seen this, uh, a couple of posts going on. Hey, man, uh, uh, Eli seem like they're buddies, buddies again. They do look like they're so, actually starting to connect. Yes, sir. So I'm kind of I'm kind of interested to see what Odell is going to do. Uh, because, honestly, Julio is also waiting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Julio, Arthur Banks already talked to him. Because Mr. Blanks, that's what he does. He put author and sends you a blank check, baby. <laughs> you know, he's the author of the blank checks. So Julio Jones should be getting a, a postage in the mail uh, with the author blank Atlanta Falcons and put whatever zeros you want on it, Julio. Yeah, how many zeros you need, However Julio? You come want on back. Him, come on back, Julio. So I think they are, there was talks on that. Uh, Mr. Blanks already told him, hey, you know what? When you come in, we're going to take care we're of you. We're going to take care of you. And, and, and he has a history of taking care of guys. And they can't let him go. He's uh, he's too key to it he's down there. He's too key. And we're going to talk about where he stands in the Guru Top 5 in a minute. That's right. Segment 2, we got Guru's Top 5 wide receivers. But first, Guru, we got to get, speaking of big checks, we got to talk to the guys from on court, off court, about the big checks that went down in the NBA this offseason. We saw some big moves. We saw some guys changing teams. They've got a perspective from all the way across the pond in England that we don't have yet. And you know what? And they speak that English, man. Unlike the guru and Lestro, man. We don't speak English, man. We speak American. American. <laughs> Had to do some translation on we this one. We speak so, American. Hang in for just a second. We'll get right back. We're going to do a, uh, a quick uh, talk. <laughs> We're going to do a quick chat with the guys from On Court, Off Court. And Guru, we are back on Trash Talk Radio with very special guests to, uh, coming to us today. All the way from London, England. We got the boys from On Court, Off Court. It's a great NBA podcast. They talk uh, NBA all the way from the other side of the pond. They talk about uh, they talk about shoes, everything. It's fantastic. You can find them on uh, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, SoundCloud, Apple, everywhere. <laughs> Guru, big Trash Talk Radio welcome to Jermaine and a day of the On Court, Off Court show. Welcome, boys. Boys, welcome, welcome. So, hey, what's up with our traveling budget, man? We hit Toronto the other time. Now we overseas so to London, man. We doing it over here in TTR, man. We getting everywhere. We got to go to Australia next year. <laughs> you guys are making big news, man. Yeah, we're doing what we can. Now, you guys are making big news, too, man. We see you all the way over here in the States. All the time, yeah, man. Yeah, killing I'm, it. I mean, we're in the West Coast, as you already know. Man, whenever yeah. I wake up in the morning, that's all I see. That beautiful logo right there, that's man. Right, that on court, off court. When am I <laughs> getting my <laughs> shirt, baby? When am I getting my shirt, man? It's coming, it's coming. See, you know, it's yeah, a bit of difficulty sending stuff overseas, yeah. man. So don't worry, we got you. Some. I know that did that. They're going through the custom, but you put that check yeah. in that package, man. I don't care what custom officer it is. 
They all love that check, baby. <laughs> Say the guru send it. The boys from on court, off court send that check, man. Hey, sure, so, sure. fellas, let's just start off introducing you. Tell us a, a little bit about yourselves, a little bit about your show, and a little bit about how the NBA scene is there in London, man. How'd you get involved in this? All right, so I'm Ade. I'm Jermaine. And, yeah, we, we grew up together. Like, we live in the same estate, same kind of area. Um, growing up, always loving basketball. Eventually started watching NBA basketball and thought, hey, instead of just talking about it in our free time, why not like record a podcast and do it? And we've also always had an interest in trainers. Mm-hmm. And obviously trainers has a... Now, hang on a second. Guru, just a, a quick translation. When they say trainers, they mean sneakers. Sneakers. Yeah, yeah sneakers. Bad, 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 bad. See, yo, those guys are straight from the UK, man. Right, you they can authentic UK yeah. here is what I'm saying. Hey, you can... There's no doubt I can't fake it. Like, yeah, right, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, I'm the <laughs> you can, you can, yeah, you can so fake sorry. an accent, but nobody hey, fakes good trainers. Call, <laughs> hey, good call on that because good call last year because I'm thinking trainer, personal trainer. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about all these trainers. What are they talking about? They're interested in training, man. These uh, fellas got some striped see pants they're pushing. Right? Got gotcha. <laughs> we'll, we'll stick to sneaks for now, then. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But- so, guys, tell us a little bit about what the NBA scene is like over there in London, man. Is there a big scene? Do you guys love it? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's growing. Yeah. It's growing. It's not obviously as big as soccer, as you guys say. Right. Or cricket. Those are the two biggest sports over there. And what? Cricket. You guys watch insects? Folks? Insects? Cricket. Like really? what? But I, every time I go to bed at night, I hear the crickets, man. Yeah, man. I bet, I'm betting I'm betting on the birds you on that what? one. You know what? I'm betting on the loud crickets over in the street now. <laughs> We're just kidding, guys. <laughs> Damn Americans. Always got jokes. Always got jokes. Hey, always come with the jokes. I love it. I love it. So do you guys have favorite teams? But yeah, and I like Jermaine said. Growing scene. Definitely growing. Do you guys uh do you guys have favorite teams that you follow in the NBA or, or is it just guys, the or whole do you guys scene? follow or do you guys follow players? Because I know how some people are. Is there's not about the team, it's about the uh, players. Do you guys follow some players that has good trainings? Or you know, hey, see, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, they have the hardest trainings going on. <laughs> I just learned something, baby. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I'm never no, gonna get them to stop that now. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, nah, yeah, we, we each um, follow a team, so I support OKC and Miami ah. Heat. And Miami Heat. How'd you guys choose those? Was it the players on them, or were you just like, you know what, I'm going middle yeah. of the country, and I like the night scene. And I, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so okay, Oklahoma is, is not, like, the most popular places, but uh, KD is my favorite player. There you go. Because so, I love this game. I, I thought I'd support the team. I still love the team. I love Russell Westbrook and his energy and stuff, so, like, I just ride for OKC, and obviously they're they're doing not too bad, you know. No, we bad. Stampede for the summer. That seems to help. Now, how'd you land on the Heat? Was it same deal? Heat. Uh, LeBron James is my favorite player. Oh, uh, there it is. we got the battle. Yeah. 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 But, um, I actually chose the Heat because of D Wade. I love his game. Oh, like, excellent. Hey, you know what, Jermaine? I'm not I know you I don't know if you all been in the States, but you know what? Trust me, you prefer to go to Miami and you prefer to go watch a game in Miami and go game. do things afterwards oh, yeah. than want to go to OKC. Trust me, that's why KD oh, left, yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, I don't have any plans to go to Oklahoma anytime soon. But, <laughs> yeah. Hey, trust me, you're not missing much, man. You are not missing much. I, I, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> so, guys, let me ask you something here real quick. Uh, we uh, we want to talk about some other stuff. We want to talk about uh, LeBron in particular. I know you've been following this all year. So let's ask you, what do you think of the big LeBron to L.A. move? 
You mean L.A. Bron, yeah? L.A. Yeah, Bron. L.A. Bron. You know it, baby. L.A. Bron. I was happy. I was happy for the sake of the NBA, for the sake of the L.A. Lakers. Like, growing up, big Kobe fan. Yeah. So to see L.A. coming back into being a competitive team, I'm happy to see that. Obviously, it makes the West more competitive, which isn't great for my team, but it is what it is. At the end of the day, I want to see competitive basketball, so it's all good. Okay, so when, um, you, when you said competitive basketball, do you mean you want to see what? Two teams go against each other or one conference? What do you mean competitive? Because from what I look at it, there's really two tiers. You know, there's Golden yep. State and where LeBron is and everybody else. Right, there's like the top teams in the West and the rest of the league right now. Yeah, when I say, com- well, it doesn't help in terms of the balance of competitiveness, but in terms of bringing back to prominence a team that, has historically been great. Mm-hmm. Like it adds to that factor. Obviously, in terms of balance of power, Golden State still in their own stratosphere now that they've got Demarcus Cousins as well. Um, and then yeah, the, huge yeah, the pickup for Golden State. Them. They they are not sleeping no, on man. anything. Sleep on who? I said uh, the uh, the Warriors aren't sleeping on anybody. Man, picking up Boogie too. They were oh, right yeah. back at it. So, guys, uh, so what do you think then about the rest of the offseason here in the NBA? I, we got to ask you a little bit about Melo. We got to ask you about Kawhi. We got to mm-hmm. ask you about Clint Capella. What do you think, other than LeBron, is is the big story so far, and how do you see it going? Right. Probably the next biggest is Kawhi. Kawhi right. to Toronto. Mm-hmm. And DeMar. I think Toronto did DeMar a bit dirty with it because DeMar was loyal to the bone. Yeah. But I see why. I feel as though they, they feel as though they went as far as they could with Demar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I think it's a good move for Toronto. Kawhi's a dope player. I think he'll be back to back to Kawhi from two years ago, basically. You think so? You oh, think yeah. he gets back right on it? Definitely. Yeah, people I think people were slept on Kawhi like one mm-hmm. of the best two way players in the game, maybe the best other than Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, nah, he's gonna go there and ball out. Yeah, man, that defense and, that he plays is really going to help the Raptors. Do you do you guys see Kawhi actually staying there, or do you guys think he's more of a rental? That is the big question, is that he wanted to go to L.A. and was very vocal about it. What do you think? I wouldn't rule out Kawhi staying, because Toronto could be a problem in the East. Mm-hmm. So um, I wouldn't rule out him staying, but I do think his head is in L.A. His head, yeah, I would say the same. The only thing, I think people are so sold on the fact that he wants to go to L.A., but are forgetting that. Toronto is actually a good city as well. Got a great fan base. There's a chance that he could fall in love with Toronto. Not like how PG fell in love with OKC, but <laughs> in some respects, slightly similar, I guess. Yeah, because that was a surprise. He wanted to go uh, to L.A. and made that clear and then ended up staying because the fan base and the team. But you guys also realize PG with the jet is like an hour jet from OKC to damn L.A. So he actually got got closer to what he really wanted. (laughs) (laughs) Closer than he was. Yeah, Yeah. and the thing is, it's kind of harder now for Kawhi to get a jet from Toronto to go to Los Angeles. It's so a bit of a longer it's fly. A bit, yeah. It's a bit of a longer situation. Gotta get a passport. Exactly. So I really, and I, this no is what I bring up when I tell people. I'm like, it's not only about the, it's hard for international cities because Toronto is international cities for the major American born stars to go there because they didn't grow up in that type of scene. Yeah. They didn't grow up from the college, from the high school, the college, the whole program. You always get support locally to the state. So it's hard for them to go somewhere internationally and have so many different barriers as far as language and the diversity and just having the family get used to that. I think that's what makes it difficult 
for superstars to go to international cities like Toronto, per se. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah, before we get off of OKC real quick, let's let's talk about the mellow move that happened there. Ooh. He appears to be headed down to Houston now. I guess the question then is, what went wrong in OKC, and will Mello bounce back in uh, in Houston? What do you think? It wasn't a fit. It wasn't a good fit. Um, no hold on, hold on. Are you talking about his, his his weight? Are you talking about his condition? Oh. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, that hey, is game, not right. That's still mellow. That's still Carmelo Avenue. Hoodie mellow. Let's have some respect. <laughs> Put some respect on that mellow, right, man. man I, like, I got I like, you. I got British guys putting the guru in his spot. I love it. <laughs> nah, but it was it wasn't a good fit basketball wise. Like Jermaine said, there was no ball movement, uh-huh. and that was one thing that we were preaching throughout the season. Like, well, me anyway, for sure. Like as the OKC fan, I was begging for ball movement, and there was absolutely none. So um, now, what's the fault of that? Is that a coaching thing, or is that just playing with Russell Westbrook because Ooh. he doesn't move the ball a lot? Me, it's a bit of both, but most of the coaching, most of the coach for me, Billy D, he's not the guy. I don't think he's the guy. Jermaine doesn't think he's the guy. Michael doesn't think he's the guy. Our other guy from the podcast. Right. We uh, should mention that, by the way. There is a third member of the podcast, Michael, who couldn't join us for our call tonight. Yeah, I, I, it's kind of funny how they always say he's not the guy, but this same Billy D has got him to the playoffs since he's been there. Got him to within a game of the finals. So it's like, is it really the coaching? I'm just, it's always kind of weary. They don't want to blame it on the stars sometimes. But Billy D have a history of being a winner. Won championship in college. And since he's been in the in, in the NBA with OKC, you guys have been in a perennial playoff team, perennial tough yeah. contenders. So what is Billy D doing wrong? It's a good question. He's been blessed with some good players, though. Yeah, he's got, got some good players down there, but he's not. Is I mean, it is it a Toronto situation? Does OKC need to do the big move like Toronto? Do they need to blow it up, get rid of a guy, or I guess I guess not. Do they? But when do they? Would be the, the question. I don't know. They seem like it seemed like they're building with obviously the Paul George, and it seemed like they're still making some moves over there. I don't think they're done over there in OKC. Right. Nah. Yeah. I'd say they still got three years. Yeah. That's the window. Three years. Because yeah, I think PG, what, three plus one? Yeah. That makes sense. So when that's over, then I think that's their window. Then they need to blow it up. You know, yeah, that makes and sense. And let's uh, um, let's just move on to the big question then, guys, because I know we're running a little bit out of time here. We're uh, going to uh, talk here with y'all. So let me, uh, let's just move on to the big question. Mm-hmm. In those three years... Can anybody beat the Warriors? I mean, we're seeing uh, OKC trying to load up. Houston is trying to load up. You know, they re-sign Capella. They they uh, they they bring Melo down. The Lakers are looking like they're trying hey, to load hey, up. Hey, what about Portland with CJ and Dave yeah. You know, thinking they got a, they got a good team. Don't forget Portland. You always forget about the third seed, man. Well, we're gonna get that in the game time, but that's cute. All right, so let's. Uh, well, let me ask you guys then. What do you think? Can anybody beat the Warriors in the next couple of years? Uh, I think, personally, two years, Boston Celtics is going to win the league. Oh, I don't like that as a Sixer Boston fan. That, that's not. <laughs> if they can re-sign Kyrie, uh-huh. and, um, there's no reason why they can't. They keep can't. that, yeah, it's true. If they keep that young core together, they'll definitely be a problem. They're, right? they're, they're already a problem. Already a problem is right. We always, because I know we hear this, just to segue through a little bit, we always hear this debate in the States. I want to hear it with my man, Jermaine. It seemed like, you know, he won his LeBron, won his KD, so I kind of want to hear this. Uh, Between my man, Ade, and Jermaine, the battle of all time right now. Who is the GOAT in basketball? Is it 
the king or is it the airness? So which one is it from the London guys from a day from Jermaine and go? We both agree it's MJ. It's MJ. Doubt. Yeah, no doubt. It's nice to know and that they get it right over there. You no know what I mean? <laughs> to be fair, though, LeBron is making a good case. I feel as though for him to to come to a decision on it, he needs to retire and see what he gets in terms of rings and where he gets to in terms of before, uh, by the time he comes to the end of his career. I think that's true. Um, I think I think trying well, to so trying right to decide now. the greatest of all time before one of them has even retired is a little bit of a difficult discussion. Yeah, but yeah. it's safe to say Jordan is so high peak. What could LeBron really do in three years to be solidified? That means he basically, he in my opinion, he got to win three in a row. Yeah. He keeps doing stuff that surprises us, so I wouldn't hold anything against him, to be honest. I think that's fair, too. It's surprising me, but it's also surprising that he got that golden state in front of him, so that means he ain't going to do nothing. And see, to me, it always comes down to, and I said this before, guys, is I think that even though the stats are almost starting to lean in the favor of LeBron, when you look at it like a pickup game, you know, if you get all the players spread out on a fence on the playground, your first pick is Jordan. Every time, and that means he's the goat. Because if you don't pick him first, the fact that you didn't pick him first means he's going to hold that against you and beat you. He's going to go out and kill you. Yeah, that's exactly it. And and one last question, real quick, fellas. Uh, Obviously, basketball is global, and um, soccer is global. And I see you guys a great soccer program over there, and I see you guys have a great cricket program over there. Man, what's, what, what's going on with the, the the England basketball team, man? Like, why why is it every time I watch him, it's 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 definitely another good situation, man. What do you think is going on, man? Why how come you guys are not suiting up over there? You think they need some new trainings or something? What's going on, man? <laughs> Yo, the biggest thing, the biggest thing is there's a lot of politics around um, UK basketball, British basketball. Um, finance is an issue. There's not enough investment, I would say personally. Yeah. There's a whole lot of mess. You know what? To be honest, there is talent. Like, mm-hmm. where, where we go to hoop, the local hoop areas, um, some of the professional guys, there's talent. There's just, there's not a lot of cohesiveness. There's a lot of politics, like Jermaine said. There's It's just a really sticky situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's probably like like soccer over yeah, here. Over here, yeah. Yeah, that we're just, I, I was expecting them to turn it right back around and be like, when you get your soccer, soccer game together, yeah. fellas. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one more question for her before we uh, before we let you go is uh, we know that you are always uh, paying attention uh, to the newest the newest in trainers as well. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to make it easy. What is the hot new sneaker coming out? What are you guys watching for this summer and or looking forward to? What what do we got in the game? Uh, That's a tough one coming out. Boy, Air Jordans. There's always some dope Jordans coming out. Oh, you know what? I actually saw one. LeBron's got a shoe coming out, uh, collabing with a guy called John Elliott. Okay. Uh, Nike. Um, it's kind of a new model that they've got coming out. There's pictures online. If you search Le- Nike LeBron X John Elliott, you'll find pictures. Pretty dope. Um, like Air Max uh, unit on the sole, all white upper with hits of black. Pretty clean silhouette. And what do you guys wear? What's a, what's your shoe? What's your go-to? Uh, if, if you were signing with a company, who are you signing with? 
Oh, company? Nike's, Nike's, Nike's on Nike's. Yeah, I see. So what? So you guys are not listening to Steph, man? You guys are not going with the Under Armour's, man? Not going Under with the Pumas? Under Armour's doing that thing. Okay, you guys are not following Jay-Z with the Pumas, The man? Pumas? Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Pumas, well, shout out to Puma. Yeah. They're doing their thing. Much love and respect <laughs> for what they're doing. Like Sam or the young guys. Well, Nike's killing the game. Yeah, Nike's. And we've been Nike guys from, from young, so like, yeah. it's kind of hard to just switch over. You know what, Nike? Y'all heard it, man. You heard it from Jermaine. You heard it from the Jackson 5, but definitely <laughs> the Jackson 2. You heard it from a day. And I'm not talking about a Dell. I'm talking about a day, man. We heard trainers. We learned new lingos right now on TTR. And you learn everything, baby. And this, <laughs> this is the boys right there from on court, off court, man. I love those guys, Lestro. Fellas, thank you so much for joining us today. We're going to let you go. If you can find the guys on on court, off court, everywhere. Look for their podcast on SoundCloud. Look for their podcast on Apple. Look for their podcast on the World of Sports Network. Find them on Facebook. Find them on Instagram. Find them on Twitter. We love these guys. We love you for uh, for joining us. Thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. Yes, sir. Nike, send those boys some checks, Send baby. them checks, Nike. Send them a check. Send them that sneakers, that trainers. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, man. Thank All right, you. fellas. You guys have a good one, man. Not soon, man. Take Peace. care. Thanks for everything. Later, guys. All right. Take care. Guru, the on-court, off-court boys, all the way from London, England. Our special thanks to them for taking time. I know they are uh, the, the time shift alone made that call really, really tough for us to do and really tough for them. So our thanks to Aday and Jermaine for joining us uh, on Trash Talk Radio, man. Great call with those man, guys. look at that. Jermaine, not five. Uh, Aday, not Adele, man. That and you're learning a, new words. I know. Trainer... Man, let's uh, y'all America kids always watch TTR, baby. You don't know what you're gonna learn. You don't know what you're gonna learn. Last week it was what maple syrup. Uh, it's one of them. Yeah, Jesus, getting, starting to blur together. Yeah, Forty-four man. of these things. Next week we get my guy going down south, man. So, Guru, listen, we'll be right back. Speaking of learning things, we gotta take a quick break here on TTR. We're gonna come right back. We're gonna learn what the Guru's top five wide receivers are. Plus, you know we got the two-minute drill and a special game time again this week, Guru. Stick around, Trash Talk Radio. TTR. Trash Talk Radio, back again. Segment two. Guru, you know what that means. It means I got to get the plugs out of the way. Get them plugs, baby. Trash Talk Radio brought to you as always by the world of sportsnetwork.com, trashtalkradio.com, and the world of sportsnetwork.com. World of Sports Network connecting the world through the sports we love. We got everything over there, including the on court, off court boys. If you're looking for theirs, you can find that. We've got the In My Opinion podcast with Denton Day. We've got the Attorney Show. We've got the Basehead Show. All kinds of great sports stuff over there. Guru's film room included. So make sure you head over to the uh, to the World of Sports Network and check it out. All right, Guru. We also, uh, if you're looking for me, Lestro, you can find me on Twitter at More or Lestro, and you can always find the Guru at Guru's Film Room on Instagram. It's just his thoughts, man. Just his thoughts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. One more time for the people in cheap seats: TrashTalkRadio.com. <laughs> 
All right, Guru, I think I got that out of the way. We make that work. Yes, sir. We got to pay them bills, man. That's right, man. <laughs> so uh, we have been doing the countdown to kickoff each week here as we get closer and closer to the 2018 season. This week we have the Hall of Fame game coming up. So, Guru, we are moving on to some of the sexy positions, the as you call them, the Lamborghinis of, uh, of football, as we are here to talk about the top five wide receivers heading into the 2018 season. So, Guru, let's talk wide receivers, man. What are you looking for in a wide receiver? First and foremost, you got to be able to catch. <laughs> really? Is it just All that right? simple? That's simple. Number one deal, catch. Catch the ball. Number two, you got to run. Got to be able to run with the ball uh, after you catch it. And be able to catch it. But honestly, what makes receivers a little bit different? Obviously, they're one of the most athletic creatures on the planet uh, because they're the type of mobility you need. Uh, you got to run a route tree. This is what I like about receivers. I look at different type of receivers. I'm not looking at a receiver that I can only run a couple of routes, which is just straight. There's nine routes in a route tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just a generalized route, okay? From a takeoff from zero to a flag to a hitch to a slam. Basically, the odds numbers are the outside. Uh, that goes outside, basically, to the to the outside. And then the even numbers is the routes that goes inside from the slants, comeback, and so on and so on. So I need a receiver that could be multitude of things. Who could who could line up in the slot? Who could line up at the outside? Who has the speed to t- uh, take off the cap of a receive, uh, defense? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, put an offensive. Co- I mean, a defensive corner in nightmare. Don't sleep at night. So you call these guys the Lamborghinis because they are the speedsters. They are they the ones are, that got to get out there and move. The right? Shiny object. These are the ones that actually get you to the show. You know, in style. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. They get you to the show. If the show you got to be that one thirty, they could get you there at one fifteen. <laughs> Moving quick enough to move back in yeah, time. Yeah, that's a major difference with those guys, man. You can take the metro, you can take the bus and still get there, but those guys are the one that actually you come there in style. So let's do this, Guru. Let's uh, let's count it down, Casey Kasem style. Of course, the uh, top five wide receivers as we head into the 2018 season. Guru, who is number five? Number five. This is one of my guys. I've been following him since since I'm Ohio State over there in college, man. Big fan, my man Michael Thomas. The only thing Michael Thomas from the New Orleans Saints have done is produce, produce, produce. And in this game, it's about production. Rookie year, 92 reception, 100 and, I mean, 1,137 yards. That's a lot of yards. Nine TDs. Sophomore campaign, 104 reception, 1,200 yards and 45, 1,245 yards, five TDs. That was just, now you see a trend. You know, the guru loved trend. Love a trend. He loved trend. And with Drew Brees and the running game go over there, I see Michael Thomas coming up from a top five receiver to finishing top three receivers in the NFL this year. Wow. All right. So Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints coming in at number five. Who's number four then, Guru? We talk about hands. This guy might have one of the best hands in the game, if not the best, arguably the best hands. There, my man Hopkins mm-hmm. from Houston, from the DeAndre Hopkins from, from, a, the, from Houston, the Houston Texans. The Texans, baby. This guy just uh, just catches everything. I love his catch radius. He's the closest thing that reminded me to Chris Carter as far as his game style, his route running skills. His route running is impeccable. He could do every route in the route tree. He could catch the ball from any type of quarterback. Hell, he could even catch it from you, Lestro, because that's what's <laughs> been happening in his career in Houston. So 2015, breakthrough year, 111 reception, 1,500 yards, and 11 TDs. The 2016, when he was going through the quarterback situation, when he couldn't find, they couldn't even buy a quarterback over there in Houston. Still got 78 reception, 954, four TDs. Last year now, with the new kid, Deshaun Watson coming in, 96 reception, 1,378 yards, and 
13 TD. My man DeAndre Hopkins, he's a tough, he may contest the catches, and he might be top two best route runner in the entire league. And with Watson coming back uh, this year and hopefully staying healthy for the whole year, that team looks poised to st- take the next step. Absolutely. He's going to be a big part he's of that. He's going to be a, definitely one of the best Lamborghini part of it. All right, so DeAndre Hopkins of Houston. Let's talk about number three then, Guru. There's some big names we haven't heard hey, yet. Who's coming in at number three? You know, I'm going to take this slack, man. This guy want to get paid, and he said the author is going to give him a blank check. My man Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. All he does is catch it. All, all he does, does is catch. All he does is catch, and all he does is get yards. Yeah. That's the only thing about Julio. Julio is my number three for one reason only. Not, only one one reason. He don't get in the end zone. Really? He don't get in the end zone. Can't compared, finish. Compared to everybody else I've named, right? Julio Jones has only one career since he's been in the league. One time, which is 2012, when he had double-digit um, reception. I mean, TD reception. So Julio Jones is always a three to five to seven you said I'm um, TD kind of guy. So that's the only reason why he's number two on my list. For 2015. Number three. Number three, I'm sorry. 2015 is one of his career highlights, 136 reception for 1,800 yards and only at eight TDs. With that many yards, you think he'd get more. What is, uh, what is he doing wrong over there? Is there something uh, that he's doing it's, it's, or is he just – I don't think it's something he's doing wrong. I think when they get to the red zone, they, they have such diversity in the offense. With Freeman, he's a stud. He's one yeah. of the best running backs. You know, they also have Mohamed Sanu, who's a great red zone threat. So they do have other options, I think. Uh, that's why that, that kind of – put the numbers down, but I think when he is the horse, and I think he should get a little bit more target, but obviously they're very diversified as far as the offense right there. All right, so that number, coming in number three is uh, Julio Jones about to get his check in Atlanta. That leaves uh, at number two. Who do we got coming in second? Uh, yeah, I know, uh, I hate to say it, but this is the attorney. He's right, man. This guy's going to get paid. He's going to get money. This guy's one of the best receivers to ever come since I recruited receivers and scout receivers coming out of high, uh, college. He could run the routes. He was a pure route runner before he even stepped on the NFL professional field. My man, Odell Beckham Jr. O- uh, OBJ. OBJ is just filthy, as the kids would say. He is Filthy, he's a savage. Uh, just his last three is disregard last year because of the injuries. Still only out. He had three TDs, which was the same as Julio Jones, actually. You know I mean? <laughs> he, he, that's what I mean. Julio don't get TDs. Doesn't Odell, get the TDs. Odell played like four games. He had three TDs. But his numbers are ridiculous, man. 2016, uh, over 101 reception, 1,300 yards, uh, 10 TDs. 2015, 96, 96 reception, 1,450, 13 TDs. Woo! 2014, 91 reception, 1,300 yards, 12 TDs. Woo. All the guy does is execute, scores, his route running. He might have, we all seen all the highlights, he probably do have the best hands in the entire league. That's what I was going to say. He's in got, he can catch anything. He goes up and gets it, one hand, two hands, doesn't matter. You put it anywhere near him, there's a really good chance that Beckham's coming down Beckham with it. Beckham is coming down with it. So Odell is my number two uh, receiver. Right? All right, so that brings us to number one. Let's do a quick uh, quick Casey Kasem-style recap from, uh, from uh, the five down. We got Michael Thomas in New Orleans at number five, DeAndre Hopkins at number four, uh, who Julio Jones from Atlanta at number three. Odell Beckham Jr. in the uh, New York Giants at number two. So, Guru, who is the number one wide receiver as we head into the 2018 season? Surprise, surprise. Tony Totap, baby. Surprise, How was business? Surprise. How was business doing, A.B.? <laughs> business is booming. Booming. Tony Totap, the best receiver in the league, man. Antonio Brown, A.B., uh, I'll be a fool. This list won't be legitimate if A.B.'s not on the top list. <laughs> 
So I don't got to say much that we already know. Uh, 1,500 yards receiving last year, nine TDs, over 100 reception, 1,200 yards a year before, 12 TDs. All this guy does is just do it, do it, do it. Just like uh, we said about Nike, man. The only thing he does is just do it. Just does he it. Does. He catches every route. He does every route. Um, he's fast. He's slithery. He got the savvy veteran moves. Um, he makes every toe taps. He makes every out-of-bounds catches. I mean, this guy is just the best. He has Hall of Fame written all over him. We can't say much about A.B., and I know one thing, Pittsburgh think highly of him because he don't have problems because they paid our man. Yeah, they pay him. They pay him. So A.B. is by far the best receiver in the world. And I don't think it's a – I think the closest one is Odell. And Odell will come back strong this year. But boy, oh boy, that boy, man, Tony Totap is just – is that dude. There you have it, Guru's top five wide receivers as we head into the 2018 season. Leading the list, Tony Totap himself and Tony O'Brown of the Pittsburgh Steelers. So uh, one more time, we got Thomas Hopkins, Jones, Beckham, and Antonio Brown is the top five Sound this year. Sound like a hell of a law firm right there. I'll tell you what, man, the, uh, the firm of Thomas Hopkins, Jones, Beckham, and Brown. I'm telling they're going to take over the lead, man. What a firm. <laughs> hey, if you guys – any case, baby, any case in the air. Any case I got to do with air traffic control, you better call that law firm, baby. Shutting them down. <laughs> so, Guru, uh, that brings us, of course, now uh, to uh, to the two-minute drill. Are you ready for this? Let's do this. All right, how we play the two-minute drill here on Trash Talk Radio is that we uh, we put two minutes on the clock, and it's our chance to talk about the things we didn't get to this week in the world of sports. So I'm going to put two minutes on the clock and start lobbing at Guru. Here we go. Let's go. Guru, the Browns, the Cleveland Browns, recently revealed their new slogan, the Hardland of America. Hardland of America. Guru, what should the Browns' new slogan be for this year? The new football slogans? What should they say with the Browns? Uh, dude, I forgot. Is it Johnny Manziel or is it the other guy? I don't know if Manziel's there anymore. Isn't he in Canada now? Oh, uh, whatever. Who's the other guy now? Tyrod Taylor? No, nah, the other guy after him. Oh, the, the kid? The kid that just drafted. Oh, man, I'm blanking. Oh, exactly. That's exactly what they're going to be. Because there's no LeBron, nobody cares about Cleveland. <laughs> Cleveland, nobody cares. Uh, Cleveland sucks. Like, who cares? <laughs> Instead of Cleveland Rocks, Cleveland sucks. But we still take that check, though, we still Cleveland. take the check. <laughs> So, uh, Guru, uh, question number two. Uh, did you see that picture of John Wall that came out, man? What yeah, happened man. there? Look, look, man, it was Photoshop, man. <laughs> hey, how the hell are they going to take a picture of my man when he didn't get, he didn't get no sleep? Hanging around in the streets, man, having his <laughs> night. You know what he pulled? He pulled that boy from the Olympics in Brazil, man. I don't even know his name no more. The dude I called, he got beat up and called. Oh, yeah, yeah. Was it Ledecky? Well, I don't even uh, know one, the dude. Yeah. That guy, man. Come on, John Wall. We know you went partying the night before, man. We saw that. John Wall, I said this on Twitter. Get that man a bag of Doritos and a copy of Dark Side of the Moon. Him, That's what him, I think happened there. Give him some weed, man, because he knows he got to put that stomach down, I don't man. think you got to give him some. I think you look at him. I think he's had it. All right. Speaking of basketball, Dwayne Wade is still unsigned at this point but he got a three-year, $25 million offer to play in China. $25 million to play in China for three years. Guru, should Wade take that offer? Hey, you know what? You better renegotiate that, man. Forget that dollars. You got that Chinese yen, baby. Get the yen. Get that yen, man. Forget that dollars. You want that yen, D-Wade, and take that money, baby, and give it to the guru, baby. Do you think, would you, what? <laughs> You don't need that yet. You don't need that. What would you do? Would you play in? Uh, would you play in China, or would you keep looking for an NBA gig if you're him? Uh, if D Wade's gonna find a gig, cause you know why? Cause he's D Wade. You know who's his best friend? The L- King. L A. Bron. Exactly. So if D Wade wants a job, he's always gonna have a job. <laughs> right. And finally, Guru, this week is the Hall of Fame game in football. The Bears and Ravens uh, will, will strap it on for the uh, for the first football game of the season out there in Canton. My question is, will you watch it and why? Dude, I can't wait for the speech. Really? 
Dude, that's the best part of the Hall of Fame. Well, not the game. I mean, those are the speeches. Oh, oh I didn't know they have a game. This is going to be a game. We're going to watch a game. <laughs> now, nah, I'm excited, man. It's football, football. Stay tuned because I think starting next week, it's all football, baby. TTR. TTR back where it belongs. Talking football again. Talking that football. I don't care what y'all say over there. Ah, day or Jermaine. You know what? It's American football over here, man. And we wear sneakers and cleats, baby. There's a reason we call that other game soccer and not football, I guess is what we're saying Because we be sucking them. <laughs> so, all right, Guru. Are you ready to play a game? Let's do this. Let's do this. Hang on. I got it. I don't know where it is. I'm losing it. Here we go. Game time. Game time. Game on. Game on. Sounds like game time to me. So, Guru, this is how we're going to play our game time this week. I got a special game for you. We're going to talk a little bit of Twitter beefs. It's not quite a Twitter twaddle, but I don't know if you've seen, this week, Twitter has just exploded in beef. And the big one, of course, is uh, uh, KD and CJ McCollum uh, just blew it all up. So, you ready to talk a little Twitter beefs? Man, look, man, I'm no vegetarian, but it's all good, man. I get on some beef sometimes, man. And as always (laughs) on game time, right answers give us uh, Marv. Yes! Wrong answers give us Rabel. Rabel? It's no good! Are you ready to go? Let's get it. All right, question number one. KD and CJ McCollum have been beefing for a minute after Duran appeared on McCollum's podcast and pretty much laughed in his face about the Blazers' championship hopes. But KD is not new to Twitter beef. Just last year, for example, Durant made news when it was revealed he had a burner account to clap back, as the kids say, to clap back at Twitter critics and uh, his OKC uh, management. In an interview with GQ, what did he blame the burner account on and those tweets? Did he say he was A, drunk, B, on Ambien, C, it was a dissociative episode, or D, someone else had his phone? Was he drunk, on Ambien, a dissociative episode, or did someone else have his phone? Someone else had his phone. He said it was a dissociative episode, which oh, I love. I don't man. even know what the fuck that means. I don't means. even know what that means. That's why I didn't even say it. So I'm, I know Duran ain't coming out with no words Right, like he's just that. making shit up now. Dissociates. Get out of here, man. All right, so number two, this is not Kevin Durant's first Twitter feud. Dude is a pro. Back in 2011, which rapper did KD called Whack, prompting a Twitter, quote, curse that KD would never win a ring? A curse that, by the way, held true until it was lifted in 2016. Oh, I remember when he was lifted. I think I know this. What rapper cursed KD? Was it Tentacion, Lil B, Wiz Khalifa, or Post Malone? Who cursed Kevin Durant. Wasn't it Lil B? It was Lil B, the bass god. You got to get on Twitter and follow him, man. He is one of the best followers on Twitter. All right, one more from the KD pile. This year, after Miles Garrett of the Browns, the uh, the 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 the, uh, the Hardland of America Browns, criticized Durant (laughs) for uh, for riding the quote Warriors coattails to get a ring. Which uh, which band rose to uh, Twitter to defend uh, Kevin Durant, saying, "Hey, Miles Garrett, nobody knows who the fuck you are." <laughs> what band said, "Hey, Miles Garrett, nobody knows who you are"? Was it Sugar Ray? Was it Smash Mouth? Was it Everclear? Or was it Cake? What '90s rock band? Oh my God! How you gonna have Sugar Ray, Everclear, and Cake? Everclear? Was it Sugar Ray, Smash Mouth, Everclear, or Cake? Man, I want to say Sugar Ray was my shit. I'm going with Sugar Ray, Ooh. man. Smash Mouth? It was Smash Mouth. I knew, but I like hey now, Sugar Ray, you're man. You're an all-star. I know, man, but Sugar Ray was my dude, man. <laughs> Guru, another Twitter beef simmering over the week was Des Bryant and his former team, the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> Not the players, mind you, most of them anyway, but the team management and administration. 
But which player this weekend took to Twitter to try and recruit Des Bryant to come to his team after all the beef? Who tried to get Des Bryant to come to his team? Was it Richard Sherman, Odell Beckham, Chris Long, or Antonio Brown? Who got up and said, Des, join me. Let's win a championship. Was it Sherman, Beckham, Long, or Brown? Oh, my God. It's a good one, man. I'll go with uh, Long. Long, great on Twitter, by the way. But it's no good. No, it was actually your number one receiver, Antonio Brown. Oh, man. How's business, A.B.? Right. You don't need need Dez on that business. You see Dez on that team? Dez will be on fire. (laughs) You need need to put that out. All right, number five. Hey, speaking of stupid, talented wide receivers, who uh, this month on Twitter, a feud broke out between Shannon Sharp and which former top receiver, which prompted the receiver to say, quote, every time you mention me, it's always negative. They cleared it up on a phone call, but who was the receiver that beefed with Shannon Sharp this week on Twitter? Was it Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, Deion Sanders, or Chris Carter? Who beefed with uh, with Shannon Sharp? It sounds like if I'm going to choose beef, I'll go with T. Yucca. He beefed with everyone. You know what? You're right. Don't say Chris Carter. I mean, you're right about uh, Terrell Owens beefing with everyone, but you're not with Shannon Sharp. It was actually Randy Moss. Randy? Randy got up on it. Man, you know what Randy said? Hey, how you going to pay that fine, Randy? Straight (laughs) cash, homie. (laughs) Forget that check. Randy don't want that check. He want that cash, baby. (laughs) Straight up cash. Question number six. It's not quite beef. But this week on Twitter, JaVale McGee tweeted about playing a pickup game in the Bay Area, and somebody stepped up to remind him, quote, you play for the Lakers, Gee. Who reminded him, you know you play for the Lakers, Gee? Was it Nick Young, Andre Iguodala, Lance Stevenson, or Kevin Durant himself? Who reminded JaVale McGee that he no longer plays in Oakland, that he is a Laker? It better be Swaggy P. Oh. It's no good. It was actually Andre Iguodala oh, stepped man, up good, to make because that because we already did enough KD train. I knew it wasn't KD. <laughs> You're right about that, though. Hang on. It's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's too much KD. All right. And finally, Guru, last question this week on Game Time. Twitter beef is not just for is uh, not just for celebrities. Even fast food restaurants get into the 124-character fights from time to time. In fact, this week or this month, Steak and Shake started a beef beef. Dude, what you know about Steak and Shake, baby? I know they started a beef beef this week with a fast food chain. They don't even serve chain. beef over there. With a second fast food chain saying, uh, quote, things get awkward when somebody suggests going to this chain. The chain responded, just crushing them, calling them steak and fake and saying, admit it, you were just uh, you were just busy reading to hang out a tweet that got more than 100 likes. Woo! Who crushed steak and shake and Twitter this week? I was know it, it ain't Chick-fil-A because they're it, too Bible. Was it McDonald's? Because that beef was on a Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> was, was it McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King, or Arby's? Who put down steak and shake, calling hey, them steak and first fake? First of all, McDonald's is too classy to partake in situation like that. I know the, all those words, but that bur- sentence doesn't make any burger sense. King got better things to do, you know. <laughs> Wendy's definitely don't partake in this type of blasphemy. So this is nothing more than a low-down, dirty shame. That's a good movie, too. Nothing but a low-down, dirty shame. Freaking Arby's, man. Believe it or not, it was the classy, classy Wendy's. They started to make what? fun of the, the square patties. You know what? Since Dave Thomas rested your soul, Wendy's has been acting kind of funny, man. <laughs> You know, since the posse has been gone, Wendy's been acting kind of funny, Wendy. My eyes is on you, Wendy. I am looking at you and I'm four for four, baby. But send that check. Send that Wendy check. I'll take send that, that check. Send that check. We'll take, we'll take your square money. I'll take that. Make, make it these. I don't want that dollar menu check. I want that value fries check. 
<laughs> and that is the time we have on Trash Talk Radio this week. Join us again next week. You can find us everywhere. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. But the best place to find us is at TrashTalkRadio.com. Brought to you, as always, by the world of SportsNetwork.com. Shout out quickly to Avliano Productions. You can look for us now on the YouTube. Look for the Trash Talk Radio on the YouTube at the World of Sports Network page. Subscribe. It is 10K for TTR. Hashtag 10K for TTR. Until then, my name is Lestro. And he's the guru. Thanks for listening. TTR. You know what? Since Dave Thomas rushed his soul, Wendy's has been acting kind of funny, man. <laughs> you know?